So we tend to see resemblance. You, you for instance, like Don Mattingly. Mm-hmm. I see him problem. everywhere. Turn left, go straight. Is this just math you do as a Republican? <laughs> to make yourself feel better. Turn right, straight again. Well, that's uh, like uh, Barney Frank's bumper sticker, right? Vote. Vote Democratic. We're not perfect, but they're nuts. <laughs> that's right. That's all you need to know. Welcome to 8 Minutes on High. I'm Max. And I'm Zach. And today is 11, 10, 12. Very good. Yes, it is. Because <laughs> I can read it from the thing. Uh, today is Saturday, and it's another... Uh, edition. I don't even know what episode it's going to be. Probably ten. Yep, that would be the next. But I I do have a a nine B that I haven't gotten around to putting in the can yet, <laughs> or okay. editing rather. That's the archive. People can get the extended version later. That's right. When when they send us uh, the money for the DVD, it's only forty nine ninety five. It's really a bargain. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> How are you um, doing there, Max? I. God, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess I'm good. Um, I know you want to talk about the election. I think we have to a little bit, so we probably should start there. And uh, so this one's for Barack Obama. So I, as I told you before, i uh, been through a lot of elections, and this election uh, I really wasn't sure who was going to win. You know, I thought about that a lot because <laughs> after you said it, uh, my confidence waned and waned. Uh, I saw different numbers, and the margins were down in 1% in a lot of the swing states, Mm -hmm. and um, it it got down to like 1% or 2% in Ohio, and I thought, man, that's not good. Well, don't get me wrong. I I don't always pick who's going to win. It's just I think I know who's going to win. (laughs) Difference. I supported McGovern, right? Right, right, which was a great story. Uh, I don't know that they've heard that one yet. I definitely have to edit that out, or that is to say, edit that and put it out. But, yeah, it was was pretty interesting because I was watching the meltdown on Fox when uh, it occurred. You know, I went to Fox right after they called it on MSNBC, and they called it on Fox. Mm -hmm. I left. And I think it was after that that the meltdown occurred. Yeah, it was. They sort of backpedaled. Yep. Well, Carl Rove had, went batshit. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and really, not not to sound mean and petty or anything, but... It was classic. So, so anyhow, and, and he had some legitimacy to what he was saying as far as calling states too early. Yes. But that being said, it was, a, I guess, a vindication of uh, pollsters knowing what the heck they were doing. Well, yeah, um, I've heard the term political science thrown around a couple of times in the the following days, as in these guys do know what they're doing. They knew what they were going to get. Mm-hmm. Well, what? But in the course of the night, I, I saw Florida switch to a, a Romney lead, and I saw Virginia switch to a Romney lead, and I thought, hmm, man, one two percent in Ohio, and everything else is flipping because he pretty much lost North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, and I was feeling bad about 
one o'clock in the morning when I heard on the TV that Mitt Romney wasn't going to concede. I thought, we're in for another week or two of hell. Well, there's a new geek cult hero now, Nate Silver. New York Times? New York Times, right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> he got pasted by uh, Morning Joe. Uh, okay. Morning Joe said uh, Nate Silver had said it was going to be a 86% chance that Obama would win. Mm-hmm. And and Morning Joe, Joe Scarborough, just laughed at him. Mm-hmm. He said, nobody knows. <laughs> and it was like, bang on. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was uh, the most accurate of the pollsters. So I've seen him on several shows since. It, it's pretty interesting. And uh, uh, I've always looked at Rasmussen, and I did research on polls and stuff. And basically uh, what I can find on the Internet says it is a pretty right-leaning polling organization now, which I didn't know. You know, I, I knew that, that different organizations had biases that people talked about, but I didn't know which one was which. But, you know, I would hear people talk about it, and they'd say, well, that's the Rasmussen poll, and I'd be like, well, what does that mean? But apparently it's quite a science because somebody was saying on one of the polls that they've added in an extra 8% of Democrat voters. They they adjust what they think the turnout's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. How how are you going to know that in the future? You don't. I guess you use your math and uh, you know that uh, scientific gobbledygook, as they call it. <laughs> Science. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, and uh, he hit it. You know, dead nuts on. So yay, yeah, yay for science. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We, we definitely like science. Uh, uh, I have an article here. I, I don't want to take the whole show on this, but it is kind of fun. Uh, Dana Milbank, mm-hmm. who, who writes for the Washington Post uh, on the, the twelve stages or the seven stages of grief that uh, the Republicans are going through, and uh, denial. Uh, Karl Rove says I think it's premature. Bargaining. We're willing to accept new revenue under the right conditions. That's John Boehner. Mm-hmm. Depression. If Mitt Romney cannot win this, then the tipping point has been reached. That's Ann Coulter. Anger. We should have a revolution in this country. That oh, was that Donald was Donald Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. What a Bozo head. Acceptance. Oh, well, there hasn't been much of that yet. I forget. I think the quote of the night, and I can't remember the uh, – Caster's name on Fox, blonde lady, uh, yeah. in the middle, and Carl Rove is blasting out numbers after right. talk to the uh, people in their uh, in their polling, polling place and stuff. Room, yeah, I saw that on on, on Stewart show. Yeah, and and she said to Carl Rove, "Is this just math you do as a Republican to make yourself feel better?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> what a riot. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. When they accidentally come out with the truth and it hurts so bad, <laughs> and I didn't see it, uh, but did did you yeah. see it live? Yeah. Did did like milk come out your nose? <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. <laughs> Is this just math you Republicans do to make yourselves feel better? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Carl Rove spent four hundred million this cycle. And according to the Sunlight Foundation, whatever that is, had a 1% success rate. In almost every race, he contributed large sums of money the Republican lost. 
Yeah, they didn't do too well with their um, um, American Crossroads. Uh, they they pretty much got swept. Yeah, it makes me feel good about money not buying the electric. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just exactly that. Um, I was really worried. <laughs> and you know what? I I watched a little Fox News today because uh-huh. uh, I did want to do a segment on on uh, Fox's Lie of the Week. So this will be my Fox's Lie of the Week. Uh, and, and it was uh, Paul Gigo and a couple of other Fox people. Uh, and Gigo, you know, has been on public television, and, and I consider him to be a legitimate writer. But actually one of his buddies said, the reason that Obama won was he spent so much money. And I was just like, uh-huh. are you fucking kidding me? Well, and he was saying he spent it. He, he spent so much early, but mm-hmm. but money was the reason, you know. Well, that, Obama's uh, campaign and what packs they did have, they did spend a lot of money. I heard numbers like two and a half billion plus between the two and all the races and Senate and House and. Right, I think it was a billion on the Democratic side and a billion and a half on the Republican mm-hmm. side. Well, I have no question that late television ads pretty much are worthless. I mean, once people are saturated. Literally, Mitt Romney started running as soon as he lost the primaries the previous cycle. There were, I think, two things out of this election that uh, I think are of note. One is the willingness of people to stay in line for all those hours when they think, their vote somebody's trying to suppress their vote I and on fox news can you hold that thought for a second on fox news today they were saying that it was a lie that republicans were trying to suppress the vote okay. is this just math you do as a republican <laughs> to make yourself feel better <laughs> they're standing in line for eight hours i mean that's i my hat's off to them they ought to get a get big gold star for people who I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Like I said, I think that's one thing from this election that I take away from it is, uh, you know, there can be repercussions to messing with the American people. Yeah, but it it really angers me. Well, first, that they they tried to disenfranchise the black voters. But secondly, that they're trying to claim that they didn't do it. Uh, Clearly they did. I mean, there were these state legislatures. They said that they did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it doesn't have to get any more uh, obvious than that. The Republican guy in Pennsylvania said, ah, here we go. Number one, got it done. Check that off. You know, (laughs) the uh, second thing, I think that this is a long term thing. And I'm not talking about the demographics and all that stuff, but something that that I've said and I've kind of known, but I didn't. I should have made a bigger deal about it, and it really showed up, is the House. Because of 2010 and the landslide uh, happened to fall at the same time this other event of the uh, census, that gives them the opportunity to, because of that landslide, to gerrymander a lot of districts. And that was really evident in the fact that if you take the total number of votes for congressmen, Democrat and Republican, the Democrats won by over three to four million votes. Yet they don't control Congress. 
they they don't control the House of Representatives. Ho- House of Representatives, obviously. Right, right. I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, I I was hoping to remember that. Yeah, and I wish I could have tell you the exact number, but more than half. If, if you just split the votes according to percentages, the House would be something like 53 or 54 percent Democrat. And- and that's a direct result of gerrymandering in the 2010 election that the Democrats got crushed in. Right. And, and we're going to live with it for 10 years. Yes. The The thing is that it, it's it's classic revolution, counter-revolution. The, the Obama machine got out the vote like crazy. They, they won a good election in 2008. The Tea Party developed as a reaction to the Obama election, and they got out the vote. Well, in the economy. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess it's it. It was so George Bush's economy in 2010. But at any rate, they pushed back, and the Democrats did not get out their vote. And now, when people saw, particularly, I think, I think it really, really angered. Black people, if I can just say this, when they saw the laws that were coming down from these Republican-controlled states about restricting voting, I think it really pissed off a lot of black people. Yep. It pissed me off, and I'm really not very black at all. Yep. Just you know, the idea of it is sort of politically immoral. So honorable opponent. Ah, uh, that's what uh, you're right. Uh, it, it all comes back to that, and and that is the most dishonorable uh, of things. There was a big discussion on Chris Hayes' show today about we could just register everybody and let people opt out if they don't want to. Oh uh, yeah, well Maryland uh, passed uh, gay marriage. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a guy who writes for the Atlantic. I can't remember his name. It's so complicated. It's like. Tanishi, I can't remember his last name. Really interesting, intelligent writer, and he was on Chris Hayes' show, and he said that was the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from the last election. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, to me, the biggest takeaway from this election is the Supreme Court. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yes. We got four years for the Democrats to uh, to at least replace, because all the all the old people are are the liberals on the court and at least we can replace liberal, liberals with liberals well although they said today they're, they're they've announced they're going to uh, take up the case on the voting rights act i didn't realize quite what was in it but apparently it means that in certain states like southern states if you want to change your election procedures you have to ask the federal government right first. it was the states that had uh suppress the vote that you know poll taxes and jim crow and all that stuff they said okay look at you know <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff coming up um your uh comments on the fiscal cliff oh wow what a complicated thing um well i i think obama has a little bit of, of uh momentum to try to get them to uh address it but i think that the Republicans won't, and the Democrats will let the tax expire. Right, the the so-called Bush tax cuts. Yep. Yeah, I heard a guy on TV saying it's really not a cliff; it's a fiscal gently rolling hill. And 
my first thought was this will give Obama leverage to make a deal, and the more I think about it, the more I think, fuck him. Let it, let it expire. You know, it's only six, seven weeks, and then Bush is finally over, which I didn't think the tax cuts should have been extended, and I wanted to see Obama fight with the Republicans sooner. Well, I think, but, I think that was really kind of due to the economy that we were in at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, the things that, that they got, you know, basically, they didn't want to get rid of the tax cuts for people under 200000 or 250 but for, for right. Family, they didn't want that, and they were really concerned about the unemployment, which… Right, but they also said – they pointed the gun at their own heads and said, don't move or we'll shoot. I think, I think they did right. I think it wasn't the wrong yeah. time to make a stand on that. Okay. I, well. I think the economy is is recovered enough that you can now start uh, adding the revenue portion back in. Well, uh, we'll we'll respectfully disagree on that. But uh, anyway, that's the good uh, thing about America, too. But, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> With the exception, possibly, of Karl Rove and maybe Donald Trump, I can respectfully disagree with a lot of people, most people, and and really still re- respect their opinion. Of course, I agree with your opinion a lot. Well, that's uh, like uh, Barney Frank's bumper sticker, right? Vote. What was it? Vote Democratic. We're not perfect, but they're nuts. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. But actually, what has happened? Is the people, the right wing people, namely Roger Ailes and Karl Rove and uh, Rush Limbaugh, are profiting by telling lies Mm -hmm. because their viewers are uninformed, they're losing elections. They need to get out of the myth bubble and and get back to reality. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, all the polls are wrong, you know. Uh, They, you know, we we don't believe any of them. Uh, uh, The Stimulus didn't add any jobs or save any jobs. The health care, you know, will cost more. Every right. everything in in oh that's a Pew Research poll. Not forget that they're no good. Oh, that's a Congressional Budget Office. Ah, we don't believe their numbers. Oh, the labor statistics they messed with them, so those aren't real. Right. You know, they really kind of got to watch themselves because they're really kind of digging themselves into what you call the bubble. They they are. Uh, uh, um, Belmar is always talking about uh, messages from the bubble. I've heard people say those little uh, fluorescent lights that you screw into your light fixtures, you know, yeah. the new light bulbs, mm-hmm. don't last as long as incandescent bulbs. Okay, they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong by a mile, but they get that from Fox News. It, where else would you hear that? Well, I wonder if uh, we'll start to see them change their opinion of global warming or not. Well, I hope so. But you know what I did here? I heard something very interesting. Sean Hannity said, look, we've got to fix the Hispanic thing. Well, and basically, <laughs> what he said was, we'll just, we'll, we'll just make the people here citizens. We'll make the fence, and that issue will be over. Well, I uh, I think that they're absolutely right that they have to do some soul searching and try to get uh, le, uh, inroads into the Latino vote a little bit like uh, Bush did. You know, I, I mean that right. would be what so they. If if 
Romney had won 40%, he would have won the election. But 40% what I'm looking at is, are they going to do some soul-searching and think about their positions and change some of them? Or are they going to just say, we didn't tell them loudly enough, you know, we didn't communicate well enough and keep the same message and yell it at them louder? Well, uh, they might do that, um, but it, I think this election proved that won't, won't help well, because yes, they were remember, really friggin' loud. Remember the bubble. Yeah, but the bubble didn't work for them. I know. I understand. But if you're in the bubble, you don't take the facts in from outside and you just oh. go, hmm, you know, we just needed to communicate it more. And Romney wasn't the right guy and right, it was the right, right message and, you know, we held Congress or uh, the House. Right. And, Right. You know, blah, 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 and not change. Yeah. Which, I, I, that will be what I look for. I I think Hannity coming around to a less hard-ass position on immigration is the first the first peeking of the head out of the bubble. Well, if, if all, of, all they're going to do is moderate on immigration, then okay, that's one thing, but isn't it a collection of opinions? That's a collection of lies. Yeah. No, so I mean there's more than just your stand on immigration being self-deportation. It's, it's uh, you know, tax uh, uh, for the wealthy and education well, and, you know, not uh, going to war again and da-da-da-da-da. There's a whole bunch of – and my son here believes in good teachers. He said he's a teacher. <laughs> Uh, and and I'm for that, but I wonder if all all they've got to do is is get back to forty percent of the Hispanic vote. Now they got twenty nine, which is pretty bad. But I I do think after immigration policy gets settled and the Hispanics aren't quite as defensive, and you know. I have to tell you this. Chris Hayes this morning on Up With Chris Hayes, which is the best show on TV, did this thing on identity politics. And I wish I could read the whole thing to you, but it's probably too long. But he talked about the Asian vote, and the Asians voted 73% for Obama. And they're, quote-unquote, the most productive citizens you know, highest earnings. and But he said, this is a really artificial construct because what the hell's an Asian American? It includes people from India, from, you know, Vietnam, uh, legacy Chinese people from the 19th century, you know, and by the same token, he said Hispanics are, you know, Puerto Ricans and Cubans, people from Cuba, Mexico, right? You know, Central America, yeah, right. And they don't all think the same. That's absolutely And for true. that matter, the idea of white people as an ethnic group is only interesting because we had racial identification in the beginning. But not all white people think alike. I certainly don't think like. A Fox News voter. No, but I, th I think the uh, more interesting demographic, which I don't really have, is income. What were the above, you know, $40,000 a year and below $40,000 a year percentages of the vote? That's a good question. I haven't seen that. Neither have I. But I would, I would guess that 
and I'm not trying to try not to be prejudiced or anything, but in the <clears throat> Latino community and the African American community, it's acknowledged their incomes per family are less. Generally, and not as high. Right. Which is not to say that that there aren't rich conservative black people. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, I would be interested in seeing that uh, because there is the 99%, right? You know, and if you got the 99%, the 1% is going to have a lot of difficulty. Right. But the the Asian-American artificial construct says that those people are doing pretty well and they still voted for Obama. And generally, college-educated people make more money and they voted for Obama. So, how many votes outside of the American South? You know, they, they were talking on TV today, but it's it's Richard Nixon's Southern strategy, come to roost. Yeah. Well, things change. At one point in my life, the Solid South was all Democratic. Then 1964 rolled around. <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, desegregation and busing, and so uh, you can't. Tanishi's point was you can't take America out of the context of racism. There's a book out on Thomas Jefferson that isn't too flattering on his racist opinions that is getting a lot of shout-outs. Well, there are living, breathing, black uh, great-grandchildren of his, right? From what I understand. But I, I haven't read it yet, but what I would like to find is... I guess he was quoting an awful lot of uh, writing that Jefferson did after the revolution trying to justify the slavery. And it was pretty sick, you know. But as I tell my friends, you do have to judge people in context of the times that they're in. He was still a great man uh, with with flaws, you know. Right. Well, yeah. But he he helped set off a uh, process that brought us to today. Well, and, and the whole Tenth Amendment thing. You know, states' rights. That is inextricable from the concept of racism and slavery. So when you're looking at, at, you know, anything that people say, well, it should be left to the states, it's those those issues are the grandchildren of the Great Compromise. Well, anyhow, it's been an (laughs) exciting week. Uh, Yes. One I'll remember for a while. Um, In other news... There was a storm. I noticed that. Big, big storm. I saw an interesting thing. I believe this to be legit and and worth doing. I, I, I'm planning on sending some money myself. There's a, a group called Occupy Sandy. Hmm. And you can go to a Amazon.com webpage. They set it up like a, like a marriage. Hmm. Like these are the things that people want. And they have a list oh. of things included in the list of things that they need is uh, like diapers and pinch bars and batteries and flashlights. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put a link up on the webpage that they can send some money to Occupy Sandy. Well, uh, Red Cross is also very good. They want and money. I, <laughs> they're legit. Uh, um, did you see the, the, the concert for them? Then was it night after the storm? Uh, no, I didn't. I heard about it though. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was, it was obviously very hastily put together. Mm-hmm. And this was so ballsy. Jimmy Fallon is singing lead. Billy Joel is backing him up. 
what's his name from Aerosmith, is singing back up with him. And, like, Springsteen is on guitar. And, and Jimmy Fallon's fucking singing lead with all these great rock stars. Wow. Uh, it was fun. I, and I, you know, dialed in. and so. You know, Stephen uh, Colbert has a pretty good voice. Have you ever heard he, him sing? He's he's a real renaissance man. Mm-hmm. He invented a word the first year he was uh, in his show. Oh, really? Yeah. Truthiness. Truthiness? <laughs> okay. If you say that's a real word. It is a real word. It was added to the dictionary. He's very proud of himself. Cool. Of course he's, but it's the idea that something sounds like the truth but isn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that, that applies to Fox News. Mm-hmm. They have kind of quality. Well, the one thing I took out of that poll uh, actually was the uh, that you, if you get your news from multiple sources, you're better informed. That's true. I've got some news of the weirds here. You got some other stuff you want to? No, talk that's about? good. These are instances. One of my favorite things is is something that um, scientists call pareidolia. You know, pareidolia. Never is, heard of it. I fail. Uh, it's yeah, perception of of something resembling something else. Generally, it's in reference to people seeing Jesus in their toast. All right. So this is the Jesus and Mary World Tour. Uh, recent, apparently dramatic public appearances of Jesus in Belleville, Texas, in a breakfast taco, in Belfast, Northern Ireland, <laughs> England. Jesus among the peeling paint of the door of a Chinese food takeout stand. All right. It <laughs> had enough. <laughs> no, it's just weird. Yeah, I, it, this is from News of the Weird, so uh, that, that's where I steal some of my best stuff. Splendora, Texas, uh, that, that's a great place. There's there's mold on a bathroom wall in the shape of Jesus. Jesus in a shadow passed through a chandelier in the Ursuline Academy Chattel of Chapel of Charleston, South Carolina. They see Jesus a lot in South Carolina. And finally, uh, I wonder what that says. Well, it's uh, born out of our ability to recognize faces. It's a basic survival trait. You know, an infant finds its mother and locks on, you know, familiar faces. It's a, it's a safety child development thing. You know, you need you need to recognize your tribe. It's it's science. So. We tend to see resemblance. You, you for instance, like Don Mattingly. Mm-hmm. I see him everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I bet you, if you know, if Don Mattingly was as popular around the world as Jesus is, people would start seeing him too. Claremont, Florida, in March, Jesus appeared on an electric company meter at the Torchlight uh, Strip Bar. Yes. <laughs> no. I don't know. Towards Light Recreational Vehicle Park. And in fact, they, they said Jesus appears on electric quite frequently. His name's often brought up when I open my electric bill. <laughs> yes. Those invocations won't get... <laughs> I think I'm having interweb problems. I keep losing you. No, I just stopped talking. I was waiting for you to say it's time to play the music. <laughs> it's time to play the music. <laughs> can grab a circle in your hands and twist it, that's an eight. 